Welcome to Share Talk, the only podcast where investors come first. We have Paul Johnson, Executive Director of Power Metal Resources, which until recently used to go under the name African Battery Metals. The company has a number of projects in Africa covering a multitude of different minerals. So firstly, Paul, how are you? Oh, very good. Thank you. Okay. So is it going to be a third time lucky with the name change this time? <laughs> That's a cruel question almost. Well, it was Sula uh, Iron and Gold originally, then changed its name, uh, I think in late 17, to African Battery Metals, and now it's Power Metal Resources. So, well, we hope it's going to be third time lucky, yes. That's good to hear. And um, for those who aren't familiar with the company, is there a quick summary you can give of what it actually does? Yeah, sure. It's uh, uh, You hear this term a lot, but it's an uh, exploration and development company focused on Africa uh, in the battery and power metals. So that would be uh, focused on copper, nickel, lithium, cobalt, and uh, a variety of other things potentially related there too. Okay. So you, you've got quite a number of different projects in Africa. So let's see if we can get an update on some of them. And we'll start with uh, Cameroon, the pitting work that's taking place there. Can you give us a bit more insight? Of course, yeah. We we announced we were continuing. Just a step back, actually. The business announced that on the refinancing and restructuring in February that it would undertake a strategic and operational review to check all the projects and uh, see what was going on and make sure that we were happy uh, to proceed and how to proceed. So we wanted to sp- uh, spend our money very carefully rather than just throwing money at everything. Uh, we announced we were proceeding with Cameroon a little way back, and also an exploration program. The Cameroon projects, uh, our license areas sit uh, pretty much adjacent or very close to the very large Uncamuna uh, deposit, which is, I think, the largest cobalt re- resource, defined resource outside of the DRC. And uh, their mineralization typically is below about a six-meter horizon, so you have to go down about six meters before you get to their mineralization under the ground. Uh, so what we've done is we've launched a pitting program in our license areas where we're digging holes down to a maximum around 15 metres, taking samples. And what we're trying to do is mirror the geology of Uncomuna. If we can do that, then that project becomes extremely valuable to our company. Uh, the cost of doing it as an exercise is very modest. So for a very modest amount of expenditure, we have a chance to uh, to prove up, as it were, that Cameroon project to be something quite substantial. Uh, the results and updates on the project will be coming out in the uh, quite near term. So uh, looking forward to, to finding out what the results show. Okay, good. So work ongoing, basically, and, and we'll get an update uh, fairly soon. Yes. Brilliant. All right, how about uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo, then? You've got a copper asset there. Well, yes, so we have, it seems. The... Uh, we, we conducted a, a termite mound uh, sampling program across the project. Now, many people won't be familiar with this, but effectively you uh, you sample the termite mounds and uh, then you do some XRF testing on the uh, on the samples. And it gives you an indication as to the type and nature of mineralization in the area. Uh, when we got the uh, initial uh, update back from, uh, from operations on the ground, uh, there was a seven kilometer copper anomaly right 
right through the heart of our licensed area, which was, uh, we expected some reasonable results, but we didn't expect such a, a profound result as it were. And that was fantastic. So we're waiting for the full detailed update on that, and we can provide the information on that to the market. And then we can also look at what's the next stage, because now we want to push ahead with this, obviously, and do some further work. You don't often get such a large anomaly in the in the way that it's been presented. And it's really one of our major targets now within the business. Okay, another one that's uh, ongoing and uh, see what happens there. Um, how about uh, the Ivory Coast? You've been very quiet there. Yeah, well, that was one of the original three uh, project uh, areas or three countries of operation. We're still looking at the Ivory Coast and the projects. We're doing work in the background. And as soon as we have some further information on that, we will release to to the market. But that work is ongoing, albeit uh, sat there in the background quietly. People can't see the full extent of that, but we will come out to market in due course and let them know what's happening. Okay, fair enough. Um, what about the uh, joint venture you've got with Catero, the uh, Hennity Nickel project? Um, can you give us a bit of a background there and just see where we are? Yeah, well, that that deserves a, a little bit more explanation because we invested uh, £100,000 in Katoro Gold at one pence a share when the share price was half a penny. In essence, we overpaid by £50,000 or we paid a premium of 50000 That premium enabled us to acquire 25% of the Haneti Nickel project, which is well, was 100% owned by Katoro. We also have a right for the next uh, just under 12 months to increased that 25% to 35%, so another 10% by paying Katoro £25,000. Now, uh, since that time, the uh, the price of Katoro has increased, and I think at the moment sits at 1.05 pence a share. So it's, it's great for us as a business because we own 10 million shares that are now pretty much valued at what we paid for them. But in terms of the project, that's our real keen interest because uh, the Hanetti Nickel project has been around for a little while. It was previously housed in Kibo Mining. Kibo sold the project late last year to Katoro, which is listed on AIM with the ticker KAT. And uh, it's a project I've been following for quite a few years. Obviously, back in the days with Metal Tiger, we invested in Kibo mining, uh, and I think we were very fortunate because Metal Tiger put 150000 into Kibo and made about a million pounds in a couple of weeks because the price rocketed uh, uh, from, I think, 1.5 pence entry up to intraday 12 pence. So uh, one of the packages of licenses that they held was was Hanetti. It's... Uh, it's a license that's had quite a bit of work done on it in the past, uh, but uh, principally by the Geological Survey, which has produced quite a large amount of data about the uh, Hanetti Itizo uh, Ultramafic Complex. And uh, there are some very major targets. Now, those that like to research should perhaps look back to uh, 2015 and Kibo mining announcements in relation to Hanetti, and they will see a lot more information about that project. We think it falls within the uh, definition of elephant target projects, very large-scale targets for uh, for nickel. There's a number of other uh, uh, targets in there, including lithium. And uh, we're working with Katura right now to, to push the project forward uh, as actively and progressively as we can. They actually uh, have identified a number of very large-scale targets already and recently conducted the soil sampling program over the license. And that confirmed an additional exploration target. So it's <clears throat> quite a live and 
they're bubbly projects. It's not really valued by the market greatly. And uh, I think as we start to articulate, which we will do through R&S, the project's potential and what we intend to do exploration-wise, then we think it will get more recognition. Now, just skipping back, if you don't mind, back to our investment in Kotoro, uh, we have uh, Power Metal Resources have uh, 10 million shares in Kotoro. We have 10 million warrants at 1.25 pence. And uh, what's forgotten about with Kotoro is it also has uh, slightly in excess of 750,000 ounces of jaw compliant gold in Tanzania in its portfolio. So taken together, they have a very substantial gold uh, deposit that's confirmed to jaw compliant level. They have uh, this very, very high impact and very large scale target, uh, Haneti Nickel project uh they're they're debt free they have cash on the balance sheet and uh they have a name listing so we think their current market capitalization of 1.9 million i think is is particularly low and it has great potential to rise uh much much higher now if it will do the the same kind of rise as uh kibo mining did for metal tiger back in 2014 i don't know but there's that potential and it will be interesting to see how that plays out Wow, so plenty there. Um, it wouldn't be fair if we didn't sort of probe a question and say, Botswana, are you back there as power metal resources? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, metal Tiger did very well from Botswana, so I suppose I'm, uh, I've always been attracted to going back into that country. It's a stable, secure operating environment. Everything is done properly. There are no uh, problems, issues, and so on. You just have to follow the rules, regulations, and law, which any sensible, reasonable, and respectfully uh, operator would do. Uh, we have signed a transaction. It was announced to market with Kalahari Key Mineral Exploration. Uh, we've bought 18.26% of the equity in that company. It's a private Botswana company, and it has a single project, which is the Malopo Farms Complex Project. Uh, now, there's plenty of information about this. If anyone wants to have a look, it's uh, kalaharikey.co.uk is their website. And you can go and have a look at all the pictures, images, lots of text, lots of analysis for you to look at. And uh, they uh, have been working in Botswana for around five years. They, they follow the traditional model in Botswana where you have targets under sand cover. You don't get uh, expressions at surface or outcrops that you can easily test. So you have to fly uh, what they call helicopter airborne electromagnetic uh, flights over where you, uh, you're looking for potential targets under the ground. When you get the data back, as they have done recently, they identified 17 uh, targets that may, uh, or conductors that may uh, host mineralization. They're looking for nickel, uh, platinum, uh, copper, uh, all the usual uh, elements you would expect in that part of the world. And they're doing ground magnetics now. So we gave them, uh, uh, getting on for $200,000 or just underneath, uh, and that money is being spent in on ground exploration to refine the targets, do further work, uh, obviously near to the surface, they can uh, increase the quality of data with regard to the targets and prioritize those targets. They're, they've got some quite shallow targets, which is good for that part of the world. And the aim is that once they've spent this money and done this work, they will have uh, some very, very refined targets that will need to be drilled. Now, uh, Power Metal Resources, I'm still struggling with the change of name, it's only day one. Uh, 
has the uh, right by the end of the year, so by 31 December 19, to earn into a 40% direct project interest in the Mullopal Farms Complex project by spending uh, US dollar 500,000 by the end of December 2020. So quite a long time span. I think what investors worry about with these scenarios is that if you have very large expense commitments, which we don't, it's a very modest expense commitment, and if they're compressed over short timescales, uh, then you, you can face uh, funding pressures and so on. So ours is a modest commitment over an extended uh, funding uh, period. Uh, if that money uh, will go into drilling holes into their principal targets. Now, we don't have to wait, you know, forever in a day, as it were, right to the end of our effective option period at the end of 19. And we don't have to wait until for spending that money to the end of 2020. It just gives us flexibility so we're not under too much pressure. Uh, but we are quite eager to see uh, what the outcome is of their ground-based work that they're undertaking now. That will enable us to make a decision as to whether we want to proceed to the next stage and to earn into that 40%. If we do that, we'll have 50, approximately 51% effective economic interest in that project, which is a whacking great big percentage. I think if you recall back in the day, Metal Tiger had a 30% interest. Well, we, we would have a 51% interest. Uh, we will be involved at board level for KKME, the uh, holding company, and we will be involved on the operating committee in a full joint venture arrangement so that we can really participate in the decision making and work with them uh, along the way. So these are, again, a major target. Now, if you look across our business at the moment, uh, obviously we're working on Cameroon and we'll see what the results are. We're assessing the Ivory Coast and so on. But in terms of the DRC, we have a major, major copper target with a seven kilometer uh, uh, strike, as it were, based on the work undertaken to date. We have uh, pretty significant targets, well, very significant targets in uh uh, Tanzania with the Hernetti Nickel project and in Botswana we have again elephant scale targets that we're going for. We're trying to make our company focus on very very cost effective targeted exploration work that will potentially yield quite dramatic results in that we either find more information about projects in a manner that we think yes this potentially could be a significant elephant deposit or potentially actually find an elephant deposit which will dramatically transform the company and obviously the valuation of the company for shareholders. So we, we're going about it very carefully. We're managing our cash. The last thing you want to do as a company that's had financial uh, challenges uh, previously is to uh, is to run out of money, as it were. So we've been very careful, cautious, spending our money very uh, steadily and carefully, making sure we do the right things. And we're very, very optimistic at the moment that we, we can find something that's interesting for shareholders. Well, you've got a number of uh, targets there. You've got so many different ones uh, to choose from. So uh, hopefully one of them will come to fruition, like you say. Um, final question then. Uh, if you were going to describe uh, metal, um, Power Metal Resources as a song, what would you go with? <laughs> Why me? Well, that's a question for you. Uh, uh, I suppose if we're aspirational, I suppose uh, I'm always a lover of uh, Frank Sinatra, so I would say uh, fly me to the moon. But I get into trouble for saying that. 
<laughs> so I have to caveat that yeah. by saying we uh, we need to, of course, have success in our exploration programs, and uh, exploration carries a great degree of risk, and you might not get what you look for. But uh, we're optimistic here. We've got a new name. It feels good. I look at the uh, portfolio we've been able to assemble over the last uh, four months and the work that's gone into assembling that portfolio. And uh, it's absolutely fabulous. You know, we're operationally active, working hard on four projects. The news flow should be robust and the, uh, uh, you know, the finances are well in order. Uh, we've got, uh, I think now, a good building uh, message to market. Uh, we've got to get through the switch over of the name and the ticker and so on because the ticker's gone from ABM to power and that yeah, just needs a bit of administration in the background. But uh, otherwise, it's all building really nicely. And uh, I think we've got a great shot, uh, as I as I felt in you know a number of different companies and scenarios before, uh, and they've performed well. So looking forward to the next few weeks and months. Yeah, plenty to aspire to, especially with that song choice. So, uh, Paul, it's been good <laughs> talking to you, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. That's great. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. Remember to visit our website for more news and other podcasts at www.share-talk.com.